Hi, I'm Gerald. And I'm Zach. And we are the Wine Boys. At the Boys Show. At the Boys Show. Ooh. <laughs> Let's go to Astroworld. I was going to say, have the wounds healed from Astroworld yet? Probably not. I don't think they have. But anyway, boys, hello. Hi. We're here in the Wine Boys podcast. Mm-hmm. Inside the internet. Mm, mommy, I'm wine drunk. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh, no, I forgot to wear panties. Mm. Oh, looks like I'm taking a mental health day from work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck. Do you know how that is now is that you can call out of work and say, I have a mental health day when you're just hungover? Yeah. Like one of my one of my friends just did that. Like he texted me earlier. He's like, dude, I'm so hungover. I'm not going to work today. I go, what did you say? He goes, I'm taking a mental health day. He goes, we have those. He goes, I get five mental health days a year at this job. Wow. wow. Yeah. Participation trophy, New York City, baby. Woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, progressive mental shit. Days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that nice that you can take advantage of your mental health by by destroying your internal organs? It's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I think it's amazing. Yeah. It, no, it's just funny, though, like how our generation's thoughts when it comes to work are just different than like previous generations mm-hmm. so like let's get in the wine first and we'll talk about this. i was just saying let, i was just saying <laughs> let, let, let me get a little let me get a wine drunk and have my my thoughts come out yeah 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 don't yeah, you love yeah. that when people when people like are very reserved and then they get a little alcohol in them and then the liquid courage starts coming out and they're yeah. just like you know what i gotta be honest i think the kkk's got some good thoughts it's like jesus man <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realize you know, Daryl. I didn't realize Daryl was a closet yeah. racist. Like, you know, yeah, I, I just don't think Hitler did anything wrong. Like, whoa, okay. whoa, relax. Yeah, pretty relax, apologetic. Tom. Jeez, man. <laughs> He's had two whiskey sodas. You said, Jesus. Jesus, man. man this, just... is... Oh, this is why he never comes out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been. All he does house. is read. All he does is read Reddit forums, and he just stays in his basement and just yeah. sips whiskey, and he's just like, hmm, let me think. What can I say to my friends today? <laughs> he just sits in his basement drinking light beer, just angry because women don't want to have sex with him. He's just like, go outside, dude. They're there. Yeah. All you got to do is approach somebody. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. And just yeah. don't say shit that, like, Kevin Samuels says. That's all. Yeah, yeah. All right. like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't do that. It's It's... I mean, do it, do it, because I yeah. want to watch. But yeah. otherwise, don't. Yeah, yeah. Women are I looking saw... for a superior. Like, relax, bro. Okay, relax. they're looking for a superior, but they also need to meet you first. <laughs> Listen, if you want to, if you really want to make some headway with a woman, first of all, you gotta lie a little. Not like, don't, don't. <laughs> Listen, no, hear me out. Don't lie about things that are like. Don't tell them that like you have a like an eight inch dick. And then they take it out, and it's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, don't watch. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Different countries. My apologies. Let me, let Eight me explain in... this real quick, okay? <laughs> so on the so on the ruler, right? <laughs> you have two different sides, okay? You got the CM, and you have the IN. All right. <clears throat> so IN stands for incorrect. <laughs> CM stands for certified measurement. Okay, okay, I see. Very good. So the certified measurement, it's a little bit smaller because it's more precise. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. So yes, eight eight inches is it come on. So anyway. 
Wow, that was. Tell me, did that just come to you? Of course, no, I saw it on TikTok. I was gonna say you've definitely heard that somewhere. It's yeah. Like this guy's this guy's fucking Aaron Sorkin over here writing this shit. Yeah, yeah, CM, Ian. Okay, it's two different things. All right, it's pretty, let's introduce ourselves. Pretty to funny. Both. Pretty funny. I hate that. You, I hate that you stole it, but I did steal. But I I came clean. I can't. It's okay. You did. You did. Hey, listen, well, and, know, that's, not, and that's I'm not it, the professional comedian over here. That's the point I was trying to make is that you did come right. clean and that and that's what we do here. I now, I usually got to get a little lubed up first conversationally before things. Yeah. Get do you we should probably talk about uh, just how you guys can follow us uh, at Wine Boys Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Wine Boys Pod at Gmail dot com. Uh, go to the merch store. It's Teespring dot com. Uh, forward slash stores forward slash the wine boys uh and i'm at zach Kosick, uh on instagram and twitter and zach Kosick comedy anywhere else um that is me and and now it now it is your turn to tell people how to find you lovely uh boys you can find me on the instagrams and the twitters uh at lord gerald you can find me this weekend getting a little philly on the dance floor with some college friends Things yeah Vaguely homoerotic, but you know we're we're boys. So anyway, I just want can't wait to see somebody cheat. All right, now <laughs> it's a wedding. <laughs> you can hide. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of upset I wasn't invited. I, I got to be honest. I mean, I didn't know I didn't know him, I don't know him that well, but I was like, come on, man, like throw me a bone. I know you well enough. Yeah, so like I know you just well enough. I'm going to some weddings that I'm just like I barely know these people. Yeah. They just need to, like, feel like they had friends. So, like, yeah. let's fill up the guest list a little bit. Nice. I've so, never gotten the pity invite to a wedding. I've never. I've only gotten one, but it wasn't really even, like, a pity invite. I was just a new employee. Okay. And they were like, you should come. And I'm like, oh, okay. You got room? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, sure. Yes. Come. I guess. So, uh, I, I what guess you sipping so. on tonight, Ho? Uh, I'm drinking a Italian white wine. It's called uh, Costosa. It is from, oh, goodness. This is a toughie. <laughs> this is just tough to say. Arrivederci. Um, yeah. Brocolo. Um, it's imported by Metropolitan Wines of New York City. Oh, good job. Uh, this is a fully <laughs> organic wine, though, 100% okay. organic. So wow. the whole, I'm looking look at the whole foods of wine this evening. Yeah, yeah, healthy. Yeah. Yes, we okay. stay healthy. We stay healthy yeah. in these streets. Mm-hmm. Must stay healthy. Yeah. Well, tonight I am drinking uh, Lubanzi. Uh, this is actually imported from South Africa. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess we're the international boys tonight. Yes, the UN and, of boys. Yes. And what do we got here? Let's see. So this is actually a Shiraz. Um. And I'll read you sluts the back of the bottle. It says, <laughs> it's Lubanzi. It is named for a wandering dog who led us six days and a hundred miles hiking across South Africa's wild coast and created by two young travelers to share a love for South Africa and grow the future of families living and working on South Africa's wine farms. We hope our wine helps you make a home in the newest places an adventure out of your home, you know by heart. So, okay. apparently, this is also a fair trade wine. Uh, it is a blend, though. It is seventy-five percent Shiraz, eighteen uh, percent Grenache, and seven percent more 
more Vidre. More, yeah, more VJ. So I'm, more, yeah. I'm drink, So this is a blended white wine, which typically, if they're organic, it's just a multitude. It's it's a one fifth. So okay, it has uh, Tribbiano, which I've had before, Cortez, which is really really good, mm-hmm. and uh, it's Garganega, which is like a kind of acidic semi sweet. Um, okay. Okay. Which I'm 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 just in. I like Italian white wines to begin with. A good Pinot Grigio. So so of course. Um. So this mine doesn't really have like any descriptors to it. It's basically just like this is a white wine from Italy, and if you like it, every Italian wine, very little description. It's just kind of like, uh, yeah, this is what we got, which I like. I've always, I think we've talked about this at ad nauseum, is that mm-hmm. white wines from Italy are just like, uh, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. and like that's it. <laughs> uh, so this wine is. Um, from kind of the central part of Italy. This is a uh, taste characteristics are bold, dry, and acidic. Um, the way this said, they said this this wine kind of yields very similar to a Pinot Grigio, so I'll probably like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes well with pasta, shellfish, mature and hard cheeses, and cured meat. Okay. Which, yeah, nice, nice charcuterie, so. Okay, so I'll read the tasting notes on mine. Gonna, uh, so I'm, it I'm says, a- you want to wait for you to bust down on this? No, you, you start pouring yours up. Bust down. So your, mine is a dark brooding purple color. Indicates this is a serious wine with impressive structure and extract. The nose is intriguing, offering huge complexity with layer upon layer of aromas. The palate starts off echoing these aromas on entry, but builds with more juicy black fruit. The intense black red fruit is kept in check and balanced by an intriguing savory note throughout the palate. Um, <clears throat> and just some of the reviews are saying it smells of plum and spices, tastes spicy as well. Oak, plum, straw, but also bitter coffee. And it pairs with, I just lost it, spicy food, beef mature and Hard cheeses and lamb, so it's like me a good, like me a good mature. Yeah, there we go. That was cute. Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Let's see now, because I'm drinking a Ready Boy, I have my uh, my aerator out tonight. Okay. So we'll do an initial pour. Gotta wipe my tip off. Got a leaky dog. And then we'll pour again aerated. So, cheers. Mm. <clears throat> That's pretty good. What you it's get? Really, it's really fruity. Like. It kind of has that nice kind of tannic bite that you get from a Pinot Grigio that's really dry. Uh-huh. But it has this kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, it's super fruity on the front, like really, really bright. But then okay. it's very dry on the back. So it's kind yeah. of a, it's a very complete blend. Yeah, yeah. So mine is uh, interesting. So. Really nice color. I mean, it's very... It's it's a it's a very it's almost clear. Okay, okay. So mine is a very 
fruit forward in the beginning, very juicy, like a nice cherry plum. Um, but then I get like a like a pepperiness to it mm-hmm. and some earthy notes in there. So that's probably the Shiraz <laughs> right there. Yeah. So I, I think this is going to open up nicely, though, once I aerate it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know anything is better than that dog shit I had last week. Jesus. That non-alcoholic non-alcoholic story. wine you can look check it out on the archives uh, search the wine boys also we're on youtube as well yeah get in there mm-hmm. likes like review you gotta smash that the subscribe button you gotta um yeah yeah it's pretty uh this is good i um i like that we can juxtapose like i'm doing you know i'm doing a white you're doing a a red yeah yeah i like yeah. that so i like that so yeah. <clears throat> All right, so what are we talking about? We're talking about work. Right? We're talking, we were, yeah. We're talking about work and how it, it really seems like our generation takes a different approach to work versus older generations. As far as work ethic, are you talking about like? I think it's more mentality. I don't think it's work ethic. I feel like previous generations were like, my life is about work. I'm going to die on this assembly line. Mm-hmm. You know, be a man, die on the job. Like that <laughs> that sort of thing. Have a heart attack in your 60s like a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like die while screwing a bottle cap on the aspirin just yeah, yeah. the irony <laughs> yeah like you're just on the assembly line and your job is just to check every third bottle cap you just you die get, in the assembly line you die in the bear plant and then <laughs> and they're just like why did somebody pop one of the bottles and you have the guy that does like consumer like or quality control is just like don't take any pills into the bottle <laughs> right right <laughs> but i really think it's a function of um I think obviously our, our generation has a greater emphasis on mental health. Well, it's, I think, yes, I agree with that. But I think it's because of what was created. I think yeah. this like you know, the, this this alternative universe in you know the digital age, like everybody, like have you ever heard that term like the uh, the digital divide? Yes, it's like a re- it's a real thing. It's something I learned about in college classes, which I thought was funny because I was learning about this like eight, ten, like eight to nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And people are like, uh, yeah, that we're having this thing where we're there's no society is losing its touch with reality because of the digital divide. Yeah. People are yeah. so accustomed to doing things on the Internet that when they go out into the real world, they're like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I. I have to communicate with somebody in front of them. Like I have to see them and be with them. Yeah. And then with this whole pandemic, obviously on top of everything else, it's like, we just created the most digitally divided country in the history of time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is because wages for the most part are stagnant Mm -hmm. nowadays, like, uh, both parents working in the household is more common. Like those days when it was like, oh yeah, the man goes out every day, brings home the bacon, and the wife just stays home and takes she takes care of everything. Like she takes care of the kids, she makes sure the groceries are shopped for and the house is clean and all that. We can't really do that yep. anymore. So as a result, it it leads to if you have a kid, like in both you and your partner work, well, <clears throat> 
if that kid's sick, somebody has to stay home. Mm-hmm. You know? Daycares, all the daycares close at 4.15. That means I'm not staying here until 5 o'clock. I'll come in earlier, but I'm not staying until 5 because one of us has to go get the kid. Um, Who gives the right to the, the daycare to be like, we close at 4.15. I don't care if you're out of work. Their own separate, wow. Oh, ooh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's a much cleaner finish and also becomes a lot more fruity. I'm sorry to just like switch. I was going to say, no, like you, that, it's good for me to know. I, I kind of want to try this now. This is really good. If you get a chance, I'll, I'll put it up to the send, camera. If you get a chance, yeah, just, well, send me the info. So is it Lubanzi? Lubanzi, yeah. Very good. Uh, it's okay. South African import. If you can find it, get it. I'm Make pretty sure I can. I don't know if you know. I live in New York City, so uh, okay. I can. I'm sure I can find. I mean, uh, obscure wine somewhere. Yeah, it just depends on who imported it. Like, it, it's a different market up here. So yeah, yeah. I guess I can kind of hold up mine too. So this is yeah. It looks like this was imported uh, by some company out of DC. So I don't know if you kind of see this though. You see the the kind of the G kind of looks like the Garth Brooks logo. Yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, the the, the vineyard is it's gorgo so right right but yeah cool but yeah um, but i was just saying like if you're if you have a kid in daycare like i don't know at 4 15 so not staying here till five o'clock sorry it's just like oh i'm sorry no you have to die on the assembly line don't you know how this works <laughs> it's like no nah, i'm not doing that i wish there was more jobs that were kind of like mandating that like they put that in your contract it's just like you have to die here that's kind of part of the gig <laughs> yeah like yeah, like all right. And if you're <laughs> and if you've been here for more than fifteen years, you don't have to actually die on the line. Like you can die in the break room or like the bathroom or something. Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah. I always because I was looking. I, I, did you ever watch any of those documentaries about like the poor working conditions of like uh, like the poultry industry and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Like all I'm thinking about, especially like during the the peak of the pandemic, like. Oh, how crazy so those work conditions were and the fact that yeah. like you know that's still the fact that these people are deathly ill and they're still working to package these chickens because there's such high demand for chicken mm-hmm. that they're just like done they're essentially just dying in the break rooms and stuff yeah yeah and they're just like get them out of the here. last time you went a week without eating chicken i i don't know man i'm eating chicken at least once a week probably since probably for like the last 10 years mm-hmm. I, to be honest i eat chicken probably almost every day almost every day just because like it's easy for me just like i i try to pack my lunch when i go to work mm-hmm. and it's just kind of easy for me to like make you know that little one pan meal so i'll just like you know make a couple of chicken breasts or a couple of chicken thighs yeah make a few of them and then it'll just get me through the week yeah, that's never a bad idea. I, I, I used to, I like, I mean, I, I still kind of, I haven't in a while. I need to start pre-packing meals again and just doing like, just like, hey, you know, here's chicken, carb, veggie kind of thing. Yeah, that's um, that's usually what I do. It's usually like chicken, rice, then like spinach or broccoli or something. Yeah, like whatever, yeah, whatever's wet in your whistle that day. Yeah, <clears throat> it's better but, for you than cold cuts. Yeah, but sometimes a good cold cut, man. Ooh. Oh my God, so good. There's an Italian deli right around the corner from my uh, my spot, and it's uh, they do the uh, sopracetto. Oh my god! Yeah, you get the fucking 
it's where it, it's it's worth the uh the the horrible after effects of it yeah you get that, that three four yes because as you know by now i got a, I got a little i got a tender tummy so <laughs> yeah but it's uh, that nice greasy just like salami capicola oh. and ham and then they grit too, and you can just see the drip going down yeah, you know, I just want that, to take that, rub it on my chest. Just, yeah, put oh. that, put some jardinere on that too, with a little oil and vinegar. I mean, good night. I mean, literally, good night. Like you, if you, if you can get up after that, like, good luck to you. You're a yeah. stronger man than than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for the lunchtime guy that goes and gets like a full, like a full sub, or they get mm-hmm. some sort of like big Italian sandwich, absolutely houses it, and then goes back to work and doesn't go to the bathroom once. Like yeah. that guy's my goddamn hero. Well, I'm not. I'm usually not shitting that out till I get home, but by three o'clock, I'm asleep. Yeah, to say, but also too, like not falling asleep at your desk, not excusing yourself to use the restroom. This guy is just a, you know, just an iron gut legend. Yeah, yeah. Like spreadsheet is open, and I'm yeah. just like this, just, pound, just pounding away. You know, sure, sure, I sure <clears throat> I sneak in a thirty second nap, but who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? Who does just doze off for a second? You got, oh my god, <clears throat> the barbecue dirty chips to go with it. Ooh, Ooh. or them funky fusion motherfuckers. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, we have house here. You ever had house chips? I don't know if I've ever had. It's house. kind of like a dirty chip. It's basically kind of like the same style. Okay. It's like a new. It's like the New York kettle chip. It's uh, okay. Okay. You know, it's it slaps very. It slaps so hard. Mm, mm. Um, but any hoodles. So yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, the society of today is very much. I think it's kind of put in this like work smarter, not harder mentality. Yeah. But it's yeah. also because because all of the companies are smart mandated. It's like <clears throat> these tech based companies that are all like. Yeah, sure, you don't have to come into work today. And they kind of have this mentality that, like, essentially, we have servers that are just going to, like, that are going to outlive civilization. <laughs> that are just Yeah, yeah pretty much. And they're, just, yeah, like, you think, yeah, the dinosaurs go extinct, but the, the, these servers will never die. Mm-mm. You know? And that's the thing is, like, our, our whole technology is speeding toward this, which I guess is why we all went to college and got basic-ass degrees, because... <laughs> we got out, we got into the workforce, and it was basically like, okay, can you read at a high level? Can you write at a high level? And can you use a computer? Yeah. All right, you're good. We're going to teach you everything else because that's that's all you really need. You barely have to have reading comprehension nowadays to get a job. They're just like, can you work a computer and figure out software in a relatively quick fashion? It's like, yeah. yeah. Just like, you got the job. I'm like, yeah. Do you know Microsoft Excel? Yeah. yeah. Great. Are you good at it? I'm pretty good. All right, okay, man, pretty good fun. We got you. No, pretty good fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Half my job is is Excel. Like a, any yeah. job, any job is half Excel now. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just like here's a sheet of, of numbers. Add like, them. <laughs> here's a sheet of numbers and uh, do it. They, yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. Everything mm-hmm. is just sheets. <laughs> but it's why, yeah. You see, like the boomer works at your company. He's got a calculator. What the fuck is that thing? Yeah. It's one of those big ones, too. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Big numbers so he can see it. Yeah. Just, like, going away. You, you can see him peering away. You can see his fingers moving it. It's just like, Jack, what are you doing, He's man? He's got his pen. Yeah. 
She was like, oh, I'm just running the numbers. And I was like, yeah, there's a, there's a, you can do that on the computer, man. Yeah. Equal some parentheses, dog. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Even I know that. You fuckwad. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you know this, but I know the entire Microsoft Office suite. I, I think you need to bow to me now. I think that's how yeah. it works, right? Like, I'm a god and you are a peasant. You want to see a pivot table? Yeah. Oh, do you not? I, I fuck yeah. your mama. Give money. Listen, I know the entire Windows and Google suites, so I think you suck my dick now. I think that's yeah. how this works. Like, Fun fact, Google Sheets can translate things. It sure can. Shit talks back. <sighs> I know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yo, imagine imagine that's a pickup line you could do at a bar now. You walk up to a girl and you're just like, I know the entire Microsoft Office and Google Suite. Do you want to go in the bathroom real quick? Mm, mm. Like, it's just, that's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, challenge accepted. I'll do that line. I feel like I have that look, that look that kind of says, I know Excel. <laughs> like, yeah. Just walk like, up to a young lady, whisper in her ear, data validation. Yeah. That's it. How do you feel about some plus X plus Y? Do you want to go? I mean, I feel I'm feeling something here. Are you feeling this? Are you feeling like we need to calculate our private parts together? Because we probably should do that. My company's buying a large piece of equipment and they wanted me to build an amortization table to see how much they're going to be paying in interest. Would you like to join me? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to have some would you like to grab some dinner sometime? We can talk all about it. I know the fucking the Christian Gray of calculus. Yeah, getting a little <laughs> hot in here, if you know what I mean. I uh, I went out the other night uh, and I uh, was having drinks with a friend, and there was this couple sitting next to us, and the guy was really he was enamored with. I think he was more enamored with himself than he was with the girl, um, because the girl was yeah, the girl was giving me very strong like you know successful businesswoman energy. And he was giving me, I produce music, but you nothing you've heard energy. <laughs> you ever heard of hyper pop? Yeah, basically shit like that. <laughs> like he just starts naming people that he knows, but he does not know them. Yeah. It's just, it's just V-neck t-shirt. It's raggedy. Um, oh, a lot of beaded jewelry, a gold chain. That's very thin, like uncomfortably thin for his body. Mm. And she is just like, oh my God, he's a music producer. I never do this. And it's. Mm. And I'm just thinking to myself, and I'm looking at my friend. I'm like, uh, he's fucking con artist right here. Like, he's yeah. he's trying to trying to ruin this girl's life. She's got a good future, and she's like, I'm gonna leave yeah. it all for this guy. You look at this guy. You're like, he's clearly sleeping on his friend's mattress on his oh, friend's either, couch. No, either that or he's gonna he's gonna pull a fast one and go to the bathroom and never come back. Yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> just one of those guys. But I honestly, feel like you can usually smell that from like a mile honestly, away, though. I love guys like that, though. The kind of yeah. guys that like just basically take so much time and energy to, to learn the art of finessing mm -hmm. that they don't even bother finding a personality trait. <laughs> they're just <laughs> they're just finesser. Yeah, they're like this guy fucking knows his way in and out of the game. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I mean, that's yeah. kind of his job description. He's just like, oh, I'll, I'll fuck your girl, but I'm never calling her back. Yeah. No, Hall of Fame bullshitter. Mm -hmm. like, that's his job. That's his thing. That's As what somebody, you pay him yeah. for. That's why it makes as, a somebody, as somebody that's on the reserve team of the bullshit club, I would have to tell you that I I'm like the sixth man of the year of bullshitting. <laughs> okay. OK, like, sure, I don't start. But J.J. Reddick came off the bench. You feel me? Yeah. Like, Just, like that's, <laughs> I'm the J the J.J. Reddick of, of, of bullshit. <laughs> we talked about eight inches before. OK, I mean, there is no hey. lie seen in this room. Hey, 
Yes. I don't know what to tell you. No, but I, I yeah. love seeing those guys, though, that, like, you go out somewhere, they make themselves seem so interesting. Like, yeah, I lived out in L.A. for a couple of years. Yeah, I came back. L.A. was just too, like, I like the hustle and bustle of New York, you know? Which is just a nice way of saying it. It didn't work out there. It didn't yeah. work out. And at least I have some friends in New York and I can crash on someone's couch for a while. Yeah, there's fucking plenty of couches. Most of them are on the street. Just sleep on yeah. one of those. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, again, <laughs> I, I can't I, afford I, a yeah. car in public transit in L.A. sucks. So I'm coming back to New York. Yeah, because I can get somewhere for for two seventy five. Yes, I can. I can at least hustle that up. Yeah. It's getting too inexpensive to get on the train, especially how easy it is to jump the turnstile. I mean, we need to stop. We need to put a fucking <laughs> we're letting too many people on that train. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, it's sardines in a can, but we knew you know that going in. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the fucking trains in New York are awful, but how are they going to fix them? I mean, they, they get you where you need to go. Plain and simple. They do. They do. Yeah. But no, the Espe- rush hour is just it's the shoving. Yeah, I, that's why I'm like, I'm like dreading anything involving rush hour times because I've been, you know, particularly blessed and especially like being, you know, doing comedy in New York. I mean, a lot of shit yeah. starts late, so that's helpful. Yeah. So you don't, have to, you don't have to deal with like that side of the crowd. Yeah. You yeah. also have to deal with, you know, you have to deal with the late night people, which are, uh, those people are just dangerous. That's really what it. Yeah, like a, there's your, there's a, would you rather deal with too many people that are just trying to get home or like one or two very dangerous people? Like it's really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of your trade-offs. I'd rather deal with the dangerous people because I don't really look, you know. There's, there's levels of danger, you know, like you got the public masturbator. They just want to be seen. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, the guy that might try to stab you with a rusty screwdriver, you know. You, yeah, you, yeah, I've been the there, dice. seen it. Yeah, it's not you know, I had a guy the other night I was getting I was getting on the train. I was it was late. I did a I did a show in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got on the train like one probably one thirty roughly. And okay. I was transferring at one stop and uh, there was a guy and I, it was really funny because he was eating Burger King. And I thought, I thought that was the funniest part. He was like he had like a Whopper in his mouth. Uh-huh. And he's like he's like taking a bite. And he, and he like as I walk by, he's like, don't go down there. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I did go down there. Nothing. Everything was fine. Uh, don't go down there. Like, don't go down there. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like fucking... cheese on this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> this is his first meal all day. I'm just like, he has low blood sugar. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everything was fine. But, so but, but, but to watch someone fuck up some Burger King. <laughs> Sometimes you dude, see some... how big those burgers are, and they're just... <laughs> yes, there's the mayonnaise on this. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do is like late night watching watching somebody try to navigate a slice of pizza into their mouth. Drunk. Oh, okay. It's one of my favorite. It's a, one of my favorite pastime activities. He's just doing this a lot of this. He's just dancing. He's yeah, dancing around the cheese. Oh god, that's the one thing it. you. That's the one thing you never have to worry about with a with a dollar slice. That cheese don't move. <laughs> no, no, no. Because if that, that were shit. a slightly more expensive slice and it were yeah. hot, yeah, that cheese. Especially moves. if you're drunk, that shit falls off and you get the cheese burn on the underside of your chin. God, you wake up the next morning with a birthmark you never expected. Yeah, listen, I was traumatized. This is why I have a beard now. I was traumatized when I was seven years old. <laughs> I was eating some pizza, and it was hot as fuck. 
my mom was like, it's hot, be careful. And I was like, I'm hungry. And, and I you just did like, it. Oh. And I got the cheese, the whole cheese fell off. And the underside where the sauce meets the dough hit me oh, in the chin. God. And, and I couldn't spit it out fast enough. And I did that like little kid cry. That, <laughs> and <it> spit. <laughs> I cried so hard. And yeah. my sisters just laughed at me. Do you remember? I think my my the most traumatic moment I ever had was like with the Totino's pizza roll. Oh yeah, those those Dude, are bad too. Nuclear warfare, man. Like you bite into one of those too early. Like good, good yo, good luck, good luck finding the roof of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Shit's not gonna be the same for a week. No, dude, um, I couldn't. Like I was like, I was like, I'm just like doing this a lot. I'm like, I'm like, like a cokehead, <laughs> just gumming around. I'm like what's, what's going on? I was just like, I've been to a Totino's pizza roll right out of the oven. Yeah, and I've I've never had like a evenly warm Totino's pizza roll where it's mm -hmm. like this is an appropriate amount of warmth. Yeah, it's a little it's soggy like, still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's either like scalding hot, like third degree burns, or it's like slightly frozen in the middle still. There's no middle ground. I kind of like that nowadays, though. Kinda because like I've little secret pockets of cold. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays, because I've had to, like, bury my emotions after that moment when I was seven years old, when I eat something really hot, I just got to man through it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just eat it, and I just got <laughs> and just, like, just tough it out. What I do is I, uh, I, I've always been this, the guy that is, I, I just, I want to eat a slice of pizza so bad, especially if I've been drinking a little bit. What I've been doing is I, I kind of do this move where I, I if I if I have a couple of drinks I I know I need to eat something to bridge the gap. Yeah, soak it up. So I'll get two slices of cheese. If it's like a dollar slice spot, that's fine. I don't care. Like mm -hmm. like the last time I went out drinking was probably like three weeks ago with a group okay. of with some comics and and I, I, I they were like in awe of the fact that I like made the suggestion. I was like, do you guys want to get a pizza now? They're like, well, we're we're gonna go keep drinking. And I'm like. No, bridge the gap. I was like, you have to eat a slice of pizza, have a water, collect yourself, yeah, and then you keep going. And they're just like, that's a really good idea. And I was like, yeah, man, I fucking done this before. Like I've theory. Yeah, only you have you have to have one adult in the group. You do, but theory. Mm -hmm. So, were all the people you with? Were they all like from New York? Uh, one. Most of them. Everybody else was like transplants. Like a couple from the Midwest, a couple Philly guys. Okay. I get the feeling that because they're all like New York people now, at least they mm -hmm. feel like they are now, they got to be worried about their waistlines. And that's why they didn't want to like eat the pizza now, even though when they're sloppy drunk, they're definitely going to want it. Whereas yeah, us, you're, you're a more recent transplant. Yeah, but I'm also like I'm from New like, I'm from New York State and I've been to New York plenty of times. And I'm also like, I don't give okay. a shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah, I remember us. It'd be just like, all right say friends were going on a i don't know any fucking drinking excursion yeah. at some point we're we're wolfing down something disgusting halfway like this is half have to have to yeah have, to, have yeah. to or else some you won't people, make it some people during halftime you know they negotiate what they're going to do the rest of the night and some people yeah. are just like no i'm going to eat and i'm going to purge like I, yeah. I have to finish this yeah. but what i do so my move is I I always bite too early and just and I ruin like the the, the surface of my mouth but I'm always the guy that like takes a bite. And I'm like, oh, 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 and I just kind of like, I just like, like, smoke is billowing out of my mouth like a dragon. Yeah, because I'm eating no, a pizza. My, my go-to is when it's too hot, 
like continue to chew but suck in air as doing it. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, just like a, slam some water. I don't think there's any scientific evidence that shows that helps. It, it doesn't at all, but it makes Literally you feel just, like yeah. you're you're just stuff. sucking in more oxygen, and it's just like let's just get this down my face more yeah. quickly. And everybody looks at you because they know that the food is too hot, but you put yeah. it in your mouth anyway. And at this point, you're like, I got a point to prove. Like, I ain't no bitch. So yeah, I'm just you know what the move is late night tacos. <laughs> tacos are never that hot. They're mm-hmm. foldable, so you can kind of. What I do is I almost burrito them. I like take the and I just like push over, mm-hmm. but I'm just like I'm a two bite. If I can get the whole thing in my mouth on one bite, <clears throat> I'll do it. But like, yeah, yeah, you know, fucking three tacos right in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Little corn, little those like foldable corn tortillas. Wrap that up. Yeah, Basically turn it into sushi. Mm-hmm. I recently I've become a welfare queso connoisseur. Ooh. So here's what happened. I stumbled down a YouTube rabbit hole. Cause I, I like a little bit of ambient noise while I'm working. And okay. as, I usually as do just I. have an old iPad next to me and some something is on YouTube while I'm working. I'm kind of listening to it. And this man made a Philly steak. Just and what he did was <clears throat> he made some cheese. He made a cheese sauce with the Philly steak. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he took butter, pan, melt that bitch. Milk, Velveeta. Mm-hmm. Nothing melts better. Nothing, it American, doesn't. American cheese, the second best melting cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he took some provolone and put it in there. All right. Oh, so yeah, I said, where's the fancy cheese? You gotta get some. You gotta throw some provolone in there. Yeah. So you put that in there, and then he put that on his his uh, Philly steak. Yes. Now taking this recipe, I've adapted it for my own purposes. So for the Super Bowl, I made nachos. Mm-hmm. What I did was I subbed out the provolone cheese for like that Mexican grocery store blend. Yes. Sprinkle that bitch in there. And oh. I threw some spicy salsa in there, so you got some little green chunks and shit. <clears throat> laid out the plate of nachos, put some ground beef on top of it, some lettuce, some tomatoes, grape tomatoes that I salted before I put on there. That's the move I was going to say. You got to salt your tomatoes. You got to salt, salt those tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then I just dumped the cheese all over it. And I'm sitting here watching 50 Cent while I'm gorging myself. Which is ironic. Which <laughs> is ironic. I'm like, man, 50 Cent let himself go in the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good trend. How was how you said you had you did a Super Bowl party? How was it? So we actually ended up canceling the party because my child was exposed to COVID. Oh damn! Um, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't have it though. But just to be safe, we we're like, yeah, we'll so it was just you and the missus. Yeah, and the baby, and then we watched we we watched the first half of the game. We relived middle school through the Super Bowl halftime show. And then we watched Euphoria. Yeah. It's a I, great show. Yeah. I haven't got into it yet. I'm like, I, I everybody <clears throat> else's, but it's like, um, mm-hmm. I've, I've, there were so many videos online of people of like, there was just guys, there was like two viewing parties. There was like guys watching the Super Bowl and then their girlfriends watching Euphoria on the other side of yeah. the room. Um, I have, I didn't see yeah, and then Euphoria was over, and then I switched over just in time to see the very end of the game. Oh, yeah, well, that's all you needed because the end of the game was great. I did. I went to mm-hmm. a little. Uh, I did go to a Super Bowl party. Uh, we have a mutual friend who's a Rams fan, so we 
I went there and, you know, was with him and a few of his, uh, few of his boys and, you know, their, their lady friends. And I was like, I felt like very much the like 18th wheel or the 19th wheel of a very coupled up party. And I'm yeah, just like, yeah. Hey, anybody else single up in here? No, <laughs> like, no, right, no, I'll just, I'll just be the funny single guy. It's and that's pretty much me in the corner. Yeah. But I was, I was there, I was wearing, I was wearing a, you know, Detroit Lions hoodie, you know, everyone's yeah. just, and, and, you know, and obviously everyone's just like, oh, what are you rooting for Stafford? I was like, no, I just wear this hoodie because I like it, dog. Like, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, but I did bet. I won. I hit a, I had a four-way parlay during the game. Um, mm-hmm. Not a ton of money. I mean, a couple hundred, I mean, let, let's be honest. I had a couple hundred dollars. All right. You know? Yeah. 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 You feel Honestly, me? though. From the last episode, our predictions were very, very accurate. good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. My parlay, I did. Uh, I took the under. So it was under 49. Mm-hmm. Um, I took um, the Rams money line. Okay. I took stat. No, I, I, and then I took two player, two player bets. Mm-hmm. So the one that actually netted me the most money was uh, Matt Stafford over 24 and a half completions. Okay. okay. That was a, that was a, that was a tough ask. I was like, that's a lot of completions, but it was the biggest, it was the biggest odds. Like the he has one yeah. of the best receiver cores in the NFL right now. Yeah. And they were down. And then that last drive, I was like, oh, they're throwing and I'm going to win. Like as soon, yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as they were down with like under five to play, I was like, oh, I'm fucking winning money. Well, as soon as Odell <laughs> got hurt, you were like, fuck. <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I was like, nah, they're good. Like he's he's going to air it out. And mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, lucky they were down. And then the the, the, the honestly, the last thing that that hit or not the last thing was the. the the first thing it hit, I took the the Bengals kicker one and a half field goals at least over one and a half field goals. <laughs> oh, okay. And he, he hit did. two in the first half, and I'm like, God damn. <clears throat> so yeah, basically that last drive, yeah, Stafford hit the completion to take it over, and they hit the they they won the game in the final drive. So I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Which is I like, what I said was going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, damn, man, I can see why betting's an addiction. This is fun. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it fun is. when it you is. win. And yeah, it's fun when you win. And then when you have to hand the keys over to your foreclosed house, it's not as fun. <laughs> you got you to gotta give the pick, you got to give the pink slip up on your, uh, yeah. on your used base model Ford Focus. It's... Yeah, you're just like, God damn. Fuck. You're just like, baby, hey, listen, we got to talk. Um, we got to find a place to live. Yeah. When, I you're, got a little when you're crazy. deciding to rob a bank instead of tell your wife that uh, you drain the kids' college funds, like you know, <laughs> I told people that story. We can talk. We can talk about this. This is public knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, 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 my art. We had a math teacher in our high school. Yeah. That robbed a bank because he was in such crippling gambling debt, <laughs> and it was the last guy in the world we would have thought. Oh, you never expected. I was he just was like, just get like the, the most... fuck out of here. Him? Yeah. I share. I shared the story with a couple of comics, and they're because we were just talking about like our hometowns. And they're like, any crazy shit happened in your hometown? I was like, my math teacher robbed a robbed a bank at with a shotgun point. <laughs> they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. They're like, isn't yeah. like isn't Syracuse, New York, kind of like a normal, regular town? I go, it is until your math teacher robs a bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it becomes not so regular. <laughs> But I showed yeah. them the yeah, I showed them the vice story and everything, and they're like, "Oh shit, they're yeah." Like, wow, you, they're like, "You knew this guy?" And I was like, "He was my fucking math teacher, man." <laughs> I was like, yeah. 
I knew this guy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't, well. I didn't have him, but you know, he's one of the teachers at the school. Yeah, no, I, I had him here, sophomore, junior. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah uh, he was a cool dude. But I later found out. So, like, one of my when I was you know working back at home, my old co, one of my old coworkers was related to him uh, in some way. I think uh, his cousin was either. I don't know. And there was some marriage bond. Okay. And he knew about it like before anybody else. And he was just like, no, like his first reaction when he told me that story, he was like, no fucking way. Him really? <laughs> like, yes. He's just like the most regular Incons inconspicuous math teacher. Like, yeah. He's just like, like when you think of just like yeah. math teacher at a high school, early thirties, like that, this yeah. is, late 20s early like he was probably about our age right now when this yeah. happened so <clears throat> yeah he was a little, yeah like, i think he was he was really young he was yeah he was probably like in his late 20s early 30s and like yeah just a regular high school math teacher like you just, be, you yeah. just never expect this just one of the dudes man yeah yeah and, and he just he fucking <laughs> Got in a crippling gambling debt. Crippling gambling debt and robbed, robbed a, not even a big bank. It was like a small bank at Shotgun Point. Like, that's how Yeah. Just like a local credit union. Yeah, I think that's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, like a local yeah. small-time credit union. Like, Go to BOA, man. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it up right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just remember that. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> really? And I'm like, yeah, he, he like tried to rob a bank. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, it's so funny. I watched uh, I watched the thing they did uh, uh, that Vice did the other day because I had to refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it's just amazing. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Yeah, because it, it was funny, though, the way they phrased it was just like, yeah, I uh, started doing online poker. I lost some money. So then I decided, well, I need to take out a loan. Like it, it was just it, instead it, I of decided just, like, I needed to take out a loan. Yeah, yeah. And then he like got into like playing in these like underground games and like gambling houses and Love that type of situation where you borrow money and then it's like well the points are so high that like they'll break your legs if you don't make a payment the only option is just to rob a bank yeah if you bank. yeah if you get to that but mind you i like com i mean comedians by by nature are just kind of you know they're not yeah. all degenerates, but there are a few of them out there that are just like, yeah, I started gambling. I can't can't stop now. And I was like, I as soon as my money hit for the mm -hmm. Super Bowl, I deleted the app. <laughs> I was oh, like, okay. I was like, I withdrew all of my funds and I deleted the app. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I but, I just hit. I'll never hit again. It, it, it's so funny, though, to see the difference in like people and how they gamble, because mm -hmm. it's like <clears throat> most older black people I know, if they go to the casino, it's like I'm bringing forty dollars with me. <laughs> And when that, that's gone, I'm going home. Yo, that is, that is, I am, then I have an older black man's mentality. Like, I, I'll at least, because I want to have fun and I want to enjoy the evening, I'll bring a couple hundred dollars. Because uh -huh. I'm like, all right, I want to have a good time. But if I start losing early and I'm cold, I'm like, I'm out. Like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just recoup yeah. these funds or I'll, I'll take this money and I'll go and buy food or yeah. I'll get some like cigars or like just, I'll buy, I'll buy something else instead of getting myself in debt. I remember uh, a couple <laughs> years ago, I took a cruise with my uh, my former old lady, and we. <laughs> that's a good way to. Is I like, she dead? <laughs> I like saying former old lady. She's in the she's in the sea now. 
but I I lost one hundred dollars and I swear to God twenty minutes like it was so fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, God damn! I was like, I was like, I said this, and then I was thinking about it because I was playing roulette for a minute and I was just like, wait a minute, we're on the sea. Isn't this kind of tipping the scale in the wrong way? Probably. Like, aren't we gonna like hit a little bit of you know a little bit of current and we're gonna like knock the wheel off? Mm-hmm. She's like, don't get in your head too much. And I was like, I just lost $100 in 20 minutes. I was like, I'm going to go to the bar and drink my sorrows away. <laughs> and then that night, that was the funniest part of the trip, is uh, she was like, she's like, I'm going to check in for the night. Like, it's like, we got a big day tomorrow. And I go, all right, you can go to bed. I just went to the bar and learned how people play cricket. Like, I didn't know anything about cricket. But the bartender, <laughs> was, and I was, okay. He was an, He was an Indian guy. And I didn't. That's who plays cricket. I know, and I didn't want to assume, but I'm watching cricket, and I and he pours me a drink, and I go, I said, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I was like, but do you know anything about cricket? He goes, I love cricket. I go, I had a strong feeling, so I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> just based on everything about you. Uh huh. And he just explained to me everything about cricket. It's a very complicated game. Like it is. It's like is, baseball, but more complicated. It's like baseball meets like odds make. It's weird. It's it. Yeah. I kind But there, I didn't realize it's very high stakes. Like the guy that was sitting next to me was like gambling on the game, like a lot of money. He's uh, he's like, yeah, I'm watching the Saudi Arabian national team. They, I have fifteen hundred dollars in them. I go, what? <laughs> yeah, For man. Cricket? He goes, yeah, but I'm gonna win eight thousand. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right, man. Oh. I love. It's funny though, going to a casino and seeing the different people. Cause like you got um, one in my uncle who it's like one time he picked up twenty dollars off the floor because he found it, mm-hmm. put in the machine, it hit. Doubled it to forty dollars, and he's like, "All right, I'm going home. <laughs> That's it." <laughs> and then the other hand, like I, you'll see the guy like at the roulette table, just wearing like a beat up white t shirt and like some sweatpants, oh, looking like he's been up for days. Oh, he he's has just throwing hundreds. Yeah, <clears throat> I definitely. I mean, we've got a couple friends that were just big gamblers that just that were that were that knew what they were doing. But they were also like when they when they got down heavy, they were just like, I need to get back up. And they're like, mm-hmm. the odds are always in my favor because that's mm-hmm. really that, like and that's really how casinos work is that you have to outplay. You have to basically outpace the people like you have to stay there for eight to ten hours. You have to get down. You have to get down heavy to get back up. <laughs> like it's no, usually it, it usually the house always wins. Yeah. But like <clears throat> if you hit. Basically, get your money back, and then if you hit again, get out. Yeah, it, it just it, it's the house yeah. always wins. But yeah, yeah, and I've I've been with people and playing, and it's like, oh yeah, like we started out like we're only gonna spend two grand, and then like eight grand later, they're like, let's just let's just get McDonald's. Yeah, that's <laughs> I've I've got a, I had a couple of friends. I had a I had a fraternity brother in college. I mean, he uh, rest in peace, I guess to say, but he was uh, he, he was he used to get in pretty deep. But he was oh he always had a plan like that always those guys always have a plan mm-hmm. where they're just like <laughs> he's like how much you down eh, like two grand oh shit he's just like no 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 I got this like it's always just... <laughs> <laughs> no no, like, no this is this is part yeah. of it don't worry the con- yeah there's there's some there's some inner turmoil but there's also this 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 confidence that I could never have like well the plan I, is it, with those guys that there is no plan. That's the thing. It's like, and that's I, the plan. But they're so trustworthy in those, yeah. in the, in the lack of plans. That's like, 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like I can give this guy all of my money and he'll invest it in the right way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they, them flying by the seat of their pants, they just seem so calm through it all. It's kind of scary. Like, you're like, you know what? Who trust wouldn't you. trust Who wouldn't trust I, this I trust guy? you. I trust just a nice, you. Just a nice guy. <laughs> you know what? Like we're on the brink of like war. Like, yeah, we might lose it all together. But you know what? I think we're going to be okay. I think we'll be fine. But, <laughs> but, uh, so like, if so, it, at that Super Bowl party that I was at, um, it was, uh, everything about it. So I was obviously, I've been a Matt Stafford stand for ever. You've I've been, been a singing Ma- his praises since I've been a Matthew movie. Stafford apologist since day one. When that man, and I tell this, and this story is, I mean, I, this video is on the internet. His rookie season, the man, gets his shoulders separated in the fourth quarter of a game that they're down. And basically just, he runs to the sideline, dangly arm and all. Just like, he's just like screaming to the trainer. It's out, it's out, it's out. You got to put it back in. And they're just like, Matthew, we got, we got to put somebody else in. He goes, just put it back in. And I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) So he just, they pop his shoulder back in. He goes out, throws the game winning touchdown, runs back to the sideline. He goes, it's out again. (laughs) It's just the shoulders fucking just... (laughs) It's out again. Yeah, just dangly ass arm. Like it, I was like, all right, respect to the, my man. Like I get it. Football players are beyond alpha males, but like this dude is literally broken, and he's just like, I got this. Sure, we're gonna win two games this year, but I got this. I like, got this. And he did that shit for like twelve years, and I'm like, yeah. he just gets the shit kicked out of it, and nobody respects the guy. Gets none. No. He gets. He's the Rodney Dangerfield of football. Mm-hmm. Just no respect. But that kind of proves something, though, is that if you're in a good, you can only be considered elite if you are in a good organization. Yeah. It's true. Because that no look pass he threw <laughs> to win the Super Bowl, basically. To win the Super Bowl. And I saw that shit. That was fucking. He does it on a regular basis. <clears throat> like, do you know how yeah. comfortable you have to be? with your talent to just be like, oh, I'm not even going to look and I know it's where it's going. Yeah, like he is literally like, just, <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's just, he's always had this like, and that's the thing is like the, the whole, I think the whole um, storyline going into this week was basically how Joe Burrow and, you know, you know, he's taken this Bengals team that really had no business being there and he's so cool and he's got all this swag and I was like, he's just Joe Cool, Joe Burrow. Like it's Joe Joe Burr. Burr. Yeah. And then nobody talks about Stafford at all. They're just like, Yeah, but he's got a super team. And I was like, I mean, they're not I mean, they got a couple of guys, but they weren't they're not like loaded at every position. No. I no. mean, their fucking start in safety was retired like a month ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the dude and is just like, then, like dude was playing pickup basketball and he goes, Oh, you want me to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I got you. Like I've been working I mean, out. Cooper Cup. Yeah. He's nice. Yeah. Nice with it. You know, even Odell Beckham Jr. He's for that first quarter. Yo, I if Beckham was healthy, would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Like he was the, the way he, he was, was on fire. The way he was roasting Eli Apple, which I don't know. I was watching mind you, I was I'm watching the Super Bowl with a lot of Jets mm-hmm. and Giants fans. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know a lot about Eli Apple, but he was drafted by the Giants. Yeah. And uh, he was spit roasted that entire game. Every time somebody got open and Eli Apple was guarding him, they're just like, guy's not wearing blue. That fuck up. That piece of shit. Like, it's just. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> and he was. He was, but he, I mean, he turned his career around a little bit with Cincinnati. He became a serviceable guy, but he was getting just murdered on that last. Oh ride. yeah, <laughs> like yeah, no. It's just like, oh, we're gonna go one on one against Cooper Cup. All right, buddy. Hey, like best yeah. receiver in the league. Good, good luck to you. Hey, you're right. He was on. He was on. Uh, he, he was, was on Cup on in the game when he touched the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got burned and by then Beckham. he got moved over to to Cup, and it's like, come on, bro, yeah, come on, put, bro, put somebody better out there. <laughs> like, come on, bro, like let let's switch it up. So, um, but we're watching <laughs> that game, and I, and obviously, I I've I have betting interest in the Rams, mm-hmm. but like my mom is a big Cincinnati Bengals fan. Yes, like, I remember huge, this. Huge, you know, and so I kind of have like. You know, I'm purely there for the entertainment purposes, but I'm also like I've I've bet it I've bet my interest into Matthew Stafford and the Rams. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I'm just like okay, so I'm rooting for them purely. It's purely financial. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course I'd like it would be cool if the Ram if the if the Bengals did win, but also be I would be pretty upset if they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so being but at the same the, time, your mom just had to be happy that the Bengals made it. She was having the conversation with her after the game she was just like i just you know i just i hope they get back and i was like they'll be back like they, they will they, they will and if and if it's not next year it'll be soon because like they got mm-hmm. they're so young man they're yeah they're yeah. just especially on offense i mean the offensive <clears throat> line is it we talked about i mean everyone's been talking about that all week their offensive line is dog shit against yeah bad. they they need work and there's definitely gaps that they need to fill yeah, but like, they, they got they, money they, they got money to, to they the got money Bowl. to spend and they got to go get somebody though yeah. they have to get an offensive lineman somebody to just shore up the because he got sacked seven times he got a sprained mcl yeah. in the middle of the game like it's just yeah like my guy is getting hit too much like you yes. want your franchise why do you think matthew stafford left detroit like you're gonna get yeah. a joe burrow situation if you don't you know, right, right. If you don't even then, sure things up. And even then, every elite, long, long careered uh, quarterback in the league, what do they have yeah. in common? Long tenured quarterback, yeah. Yeah, they all have great offensive lines. For the most okay. part. Or they at least have an offense that is <laughs> tailored to how they play. Yeah, yeah. But even then, that comes with a very adaptable offensive line. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, but yeah, you look it's at all very, the, yeah, the, it's very rare. Like I think the only uh, <clears throat> the only other quarterback that I can think of that had like a below average offensive line that made some noise was like Russell Wilson. He still does. Like he still doesn't have like a elite offensive line, but he is just a supremely talented person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And incredibly, also, he's more likely to yeah. tuck it and run. He's an incredibly weird individual, but a very talented football player. <laughs> like right, right. But also, the thing is that Russ can speak, run. It's horrible. Yeah, He's but also though, Russ Russ can run, and the thing is, is that with uh, offensive linemen, you usually fall into one of two categories: you're either the slimmer, strong guy, mm-hmm. or you're a hog. <laughs> like you fall into one of two categories. <laughs> hog. Okay? I haven't heard that term in so long. You got the hogs, yeah. and the hogs, Which, yeah. nothing's getting through. Yeah, right. just a nice way of saying too fat to get by. Like, yeah, yeah, nothing's good. Oh, they're strong as fuck too. Don't get oh, me yeah, wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you got the slimmer guys and you got the hogs. I used to. Right? I I love following. Like I love watching those all the those like all those NFL film series. Mm-hmm. I was watching something a couple years ago. I don't remember what it was. I think it was something on the Arizona Cardinals. It was probably like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about like the five offensive linemen went out to dinner. And each one of them got two whole chickens to themselves. Hogs. Hogs. 
<laughs> and, I'm like, and it's just like we also did family style sides, but like some of them just wanted the family style sides of themselves. Yeah, dude, those are those are fucking wild West Texas pigs. All right, yeah, <laughs> just these are Midwestern like corn fed. Oh just, my god, they're like I uh, yeah I worked on the farm and this is how I got strong. Yeah, there's it's like three white dudes from Iowa. Yeah, basically. One Polynesian and a black dude from Alabama. And that's the offensive line. Okay. <laughs> there is there's like one guy. It's like there's the, your two bookend offensive linemen on the outside. It's just like a Big Ten, like Big Ten Midwestern guy. And then like the best best tackle in the SEC. Yeah. Your interior lineman. One is from like the island of Samoa. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was like a military guy. Yeah. And the and the center is just like, oh yeah, I went to Harvard. I was a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Center's smart as fuck. But then yeah, you got this always. just then you, you have just this surprisingly athletic Polynesian man who is <laughs> six foot two. He weighs two hundred and ninety pounds. <laughs> and actually, no, at six two, he's gonna be three hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, say at least he's at least three bills for sure. Yeah. Like that's when he when you watch him punch a heavy bag, it sounds like thunder. <laughs> but he also Polynesian but he guy. also manages to run like a four six at three hundred and which is pounds, yeah some of those dudes which is I remember insanely fast yeah. for a man that size. Yeah, there was a there was an offensive line prospect. <laughs> oh, it was the guy from uh, he plays for the Jets. You, you know, Mackay Becton. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, I think he's like six six three fifty. Mm-hmm. He big yeah big boy. You're a big motherfucker ran like a four eight forty. That is terrifying. Okay, like you ever see you ever see a uh, a like ram T Rex take is off? Literally one foot and easily two hundred pounds more than I am. Yeah, and he's still so much faster than I am. He's so much faster. It's like it's like a Mack truck going down a hill with no brakes. Okay? Yeah, for real. It's like it's like actually it's, it's frightening. Actually, one time I saw a uh, I saw a Ram T Rex do a uh, do a launch control start. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. <laughs> I've never seen something that big move so fast in my life. Like, which you know, you know what the Ram T Rex is, right? Sort of, yeah. I, so, I, I... so Dodge's answer to pretty much everything nowadays is just put a big fucking V8 in it. <laughs> so they started out with the Hellcat, which is their charger with yeah. like a massive, you know, 700 horsepower family sedan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they did, you know, and then they did the then they did the Demon, which is just same engine, but in a Challenger. Mm-hmm. Which is the two door? There's a guy and they the said, "All right, for me that has a demon." I saw it the other day. <laughs> yeah, and then they said, "All right, let's put the same engine in a Jeep Grand Cherokee." So that one's called the Trackhawk. Mm-hmm. All right, and then they said, "Huh, let's take another hit of this crack pipe," and then they, <laughs> and then they put the same engine, which is a supercharged V8 engine. The thing makes like seven, eight hundred horsepower in a Dodge Ram pickup truck. Mm-hmm. All right. So is the T Rex. I have never seen something that big just take off that fast before. It was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, this shit's wild. And that's what I think about 
We're talking about offensive linemen <laughs> that are 6'6", 340 pounds, running sub-five-second 40s. Like, yeah, for real. Terrifying. Yeah. That it's, I mean, terrifying is the right word. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, terrifying. Something that big just shouldn't move that fast, man. It's just, it's against the laws of nature. <laughs> yeah, right? well, nature, yeah, nature, it, we're throwing nature out the window here. Yeah, yeah. Like, if yeah. he's, if he's smaller, like, at least I can clothesline him. This? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm literally <laughs> going to have to put this dude through a table to take him down. <laughs> no, I'm not taking this dude down. I'm getting out the way. <laughs> I, re- like, I, there was dudes, like, I remember even, like, I, I, I played, uh, I played, I think I've told you this story before. I played pickup basketball with like a Syracuse university, mm-hmm. like I, like a Syracuse university scholarship athlete. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm playing a pickup game against him. I was like, okay, th- one of us, which one of us isn't like the other kind of situation. This is a six foot four point guard and I'm a five foot six point <laughs> guard. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. And he comes up to me and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm doing a good enough job, but he gets past me and takes the lane and he goes back to tomahawk it and I just let him go and he like just throws it down and looks at me and he's just like why'd you let me do that and I was like because I don't want to jump I don't want you to jump over me like I'm not an asshole he's like why'd you let me do that like fuck was I gonna do like, I don't know if you my guy like have you looked at yourself and then you've looked at me like nature has fucking thrown has th- fallen out the window with you yeah well, even that, like, like just to point a picture for the boys, like how you're what five six? Seven? I yeah, I mean yeah, about five, I guess it really depends on which dating app I'm on. Okay, <laughs> six two, <laughs> five eleven, easy. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, if Kyler Murray's five ten, I'm six one. <laughs> we'll just put okay. it that way. <laughs> All right, so you're not I'm a five. Well, five seven. I I I I'd say five. Five six five seven, right, right around okay. there. I, I okay. haven't really actually checked my height in a while. Okay, and but. and how much do you weigh? About one forty five, one fifty. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're not, <clears throat> you're very, you're very boy. slender. Okay? Svelte boy. <laughs> you're svelte boy. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got a fucking D a D one scholarship at athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A six foot four point guard, imagine. A six foot four point guard. All right. And this dude is doing fucking NBA street dunks over here. Yeah, and I'm and he's just like mad at me that I let him blow by me. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. dog, like what do you what the fuck do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do I was you like, want can me I be honest? I'll be honest with you. I did get two steals in this game. Very proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> like he got a little he got a little fucking hot sizzle with it. And I pun- mm-hmm. I punched one right he went in between his legs. I punched one up to like uh, one of my boys, and he's just like was good steal and i was just like yeah, i could be a d1 athlete for sure <laughs> and then you just saw the way he just jumped and you're like oh, this is yeah, not, not, well, i cannot i cannot do just that. so much power and ferocity I would, yeah i mean i mean obviously you know me everybody knows me by this point like i'm just like talking shit to a division one athlete which was just and i'm just i'm, I'm just laughing it's fun it's fun to me you know how yeah. fun it is to talk shit to a d1 athlete like knowing that you're definitely not as good as him yeah. But he's kind of giggling to himself every time you say something. It yeah. made me feel feel so good. Yeah, and this kid has this kid has a good six seven inches on you. Absolutely, just forty to fifty pounds on you. Yeah. but he's solid. Like yeah. there's no. Yeah, I uh, I'm trying. I remember this interaction very vividly because we like me and my like me and my friends still laugh about it a little bit today. Like oh. I'll tell them and they'll be like, "Oh, I remember that." 
like I, like he was like at the top of the key. He was doing like a little crossover dribble, and I was like, "Shit!" I was like, you, "They should give you a scholarship." <laughs> I was like, "Man, this guy's good. You should, you should go to college for this shit." What was his response? <laughs> he goes, "I do," and I was like, "I know." <laughs> like, dude, we this is Syracuse. You play on the team. We know who you are, sir. Mm-hmm. We know who like, you are. I was like, I know who the fuck you are, dude. I was like, yeah, yeah. This is called knowing your audience. Some of you. The fucking what was this like a YMCA pickup game or something? It's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> dude, we we know who you are. Okay, <laughs> seen you before. Seen you on television. I know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. He's like, oh, I do. And I'm like, nah, this guy's not very bright, huh? I was like, I don't think he gets it. Uh, I don't think. I don't think... <laughs> well, non academic scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like, seems like this guy uh, isn't going to class. So he's on, the, he's on the old North Carolina scholarship. It's just like, we'll just make up some classes. We'll get them through this. <laughs> Give him African literature. I can't believe I can't believe that was a fake class. That was that's definitely a real that's class. The major that they put them all in was like African, African literature. Yeah, that's the major, which is ironic. Do you not understand the had to be so of racism in that? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and they were just arrogant about that shit too. It was just like, well, you know, basketball team, football team, you know, ninety percent of the athletes are black, so uh, African literature, African American literature. <laughs> Like, as the whites laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's why they call it call Chapel it Thrill. <laughs> call it the white. <laughs> call it the white. <laughs> I like. It. I think it's ironic too that like they named the stadium off of like the or like the the arena after the winningest coach in North Carolina basketball history, Dean Smith, and they call it the Dean Dome. And like, I'm just thinking to myself, I was just like, this is just like an angry white guy who like just just like put him put his players into submission. It was just like, why don't we make them do African American studies? <laughs> yeah, African American studies. It's and it's, they know like they're just like it's it, giggling to themselves like, ha ha ha. The NCAA will never suspect anything. Yeah, that, the NCAA don't give a fuck. <laughs> It's wild. It's wild when they do give a fuck because it's always about the programs that they. It, it's like I mean, obviously, being from Syracuse, we've there's been a number of scandals, and it's only because it's it was because it's Syracuse. Yeah, well, no, it's it's uh, the NCAA cracks down when it's like you made us look bad. Yeah, it's always like That's oh, you tarnished the image. Yeah, but now there's like these NIL things, and and that, now now the athletes can actually make money, which is yeah. good. I mean, it, that needs to happen. Yeah, but. Yeah. Honestly, I think the school should be paying the athletes. I agree because there's plenty of money to go around. They should yeah. be paying them like they're employees. You know, yeah, the best players should get the higher salaries. Okay. The bench guys, you know, should you know make that yeah. kind of money just like any other Base job. salaries. Yeah, yeah. But but think about it like this, right? What do the walk-ons get? Just like a meal plan? Like what? they get a happy happy to be here, coach. Yeah. Um. Hey, hey. You, can I drop a play? And they're just like, get the fuck out of here, Matt. Like, think about it. Though. Like, how much money? Like, you just take Syracuse University, for example, right? How many millions of dollars does the basketball program bring in every year? Uh, a multi-million dollar industry it has to be. I mean, I'm gonna say all, at least ten million a year. All, all professional, not professional, all like <laughs> collegiate athletes 
mm-hmm. draw in the in the tens of millions, most likely. Yeah. Oh, Especially the big I mean, look at look at a Alabama home game. There's eighty five thousand mm-hmm. people in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All paying, let's say I mean, if we're if we're gonna be like the dad at the party, she's like, How much do you think they get for parking out there? Like eighty five thousand for fifty bucks a ticket. Like, I mean, just like that money alone. Plus the concessions, plus everything else. I mean, it's big business. Okay. I just looked it up, right? Alabama Athletics brought in $189 million in 2020. And that is that just revenue based on the – and that's – is that all athletics or is that just football? That's all athletics, but let's be honest. There's, there's more. <laughs> like the, the tennis Some. game isn't – isn't really drawing a crowd, you know. I mean, even their basketball program is pretty decent. Like the, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but you know, most of that is, yeah. There's Alabama footballs was paying the bills. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Roll, people say roll damn tight. They're not talking about <laughs> like it. It's no. <clears throat> it's just like roll damn tight. I have to pay my taxes. Yeah, yeah. No, for them, I'm sure their big three is probably going to be football, basketball being there because it's basketball. Baseball is going to bring in quite a bit for them, especially in the South. Yeah, baseball is big in the South. Baseball is big in the South. It's and then, a, uh, yeah, it's a spring sport. So maybe golf. But golf ain't bringing that much. Yeah, Florida. If you go to Florida, that's that's yeah, where the golf. Yeah. yeah, that's where the golf is, especially in the <clears throat> Carolinas, Florida, yeah. things like that. Yeah. But to say, oh yeah, this school brought in almost 190 million dollars last year in revenue, and you can't pay your players. It's just it's greed, man. Yeah, you know it's. And like I, think, I think about forty million of that was just ticket revenue for football games. Oh, oh for sure. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I said, the, those stadiums fit eighty to ninety thousand people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild. It's just it's it's, it's wild. And it, like if I took a, I mean, there's been plenty of deep dives taken if people have complained, but nothing is going to be done. Not at all. I mean, it's a it's a business, you know. It's going to be a, slowly it, but it's surely. It's a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. And listen. Until people stop watching, nobody's gonna stop watching. I fucking love this shit. <laughs> like I can sit here. I'm not gonna sit here and wax poetic about something that I that I don't. I mean, I care, but also like I'm gonna watch it. Everyone's yeah. just like, oh, the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I mean, don't you hate this and that? I was like, sure, but fucking love football, man. <laughs> I'll be honest. I took I a year. I took like a year off of watching football a couple of years ago. I know you took a strong stance with Kaepernick. That was nice. And ever since then, I'm like, eh, kind of take it or leave it. <laughs> especially it's like, and especially like college ball. I'm just like, these dudes are getting professional injuries. Yeah. And having the surgeries in the off season and they have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Now that there's a little something to show for it, it's kind of nice. But also it's like, I mean, if I'm going to... I'll double down on everything. It's just like, yes, I mean, I've definitely had a couple of situations where I was like, they should pay the players. And now that there's some sort of bailout, I guess that's a yeah. good way to describe it. It's like they've bailed them out in some fashion. It's uh, it, it makes again, it makes it makes sense for both parties involved. But is it the is it the best strategy? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. But yeah. But, you know, it's great because, you know, you're, uh, (laughs) hey, guys, Taco Tuesday in the dining hall. (laughs) Yeah, Taco Tuesday. It's like, oh, great. Now Bryce Young can 
make a fucking I don't know local local car dealership commercial and make a few dollars. Like yeah, because they can. I, I gotta I gotta read up on it a little bit more. Can't they actually get receive gifts now? I like think like they if the if the, so if the dealership is just like uh, yeah here's a brand new Chevy you know cruise or whatever the shit they make nowadays yeah yeah yeah. Like, sure, we're not going to give you a Camaro because we don't want people to look at you different, but... I mean, <laughs> Syracuse University back in the day, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, there was some guys. I was just like, that is a fucking Audi. That is a nice Audi. Yeah. Uh, and then so You know how many guys were just getting jobs, especially back in the 80s, where it was just like... Just jobs. Right, we're going to get you a no-show job where it's like you just show up every Thursday, like pick up your check. It's so like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get you a no-show job. It's like, what's that mean? She's like, just show up when you want. Yeah, you just show up on Thursdays. You get paid, and then like that—that's it. Yeah. So that's it. It's crazy, but yeah. I mean, no. At the end of the day, the moral of the story is that just just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> just, I'm here. Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. McGuire. <laughs> Wait, uh, I can't even say a real car dealership name. Just Johnson Cadillac. Has all the new stuff. You ever heard of the Escalade? It's <laughs> big and strong. Like me. <laughs> Some of those athlete reads are so weird, man. Because they're oh just like, God. we don't. They're just so stiff and uncomfortable. Yeah, they don't want to be there. Most of them are super introverts. They're just like, I play ball and that's it. Like, that's it. That's it. I was watching. I watched the, um, the Rams uh, championship parade today. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my favorite part was fucking Matthew Stafford becoming frat, becoming frat Stafford again. Yeah, I was so good. Yeah, well, I mean, he had a little bit of liquid courage in his. I mean, he was drinking Yo. some Don Julio, the expensive. He was drinking, oh, he was hammered when, they, when as soon as they was were like 1942 or something. Oh, that's good shit. Yeah, he, he was, was drinking. Good he was drinking straight from the bottle. Like, mm-hmm. um, I love this shit. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> His wife is just like, oh, Matthew never cuts loose, never, ever again. So it's just nice to see him trying. Yeah, um, yeah. He's definitely a gamer, though. Like, you can tell. This is the guy that's just like, I give everything for this game. And then as soon as I'm allowed to turn up, I'm going to turn up. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, I just I didn't really follow his wife, Kelly Stafford, like that much. Mm-hmm. And then I like I just just during Super Bowl week, I did a little bit. And she started kind of going on her media tour. Yep. And I get like Matthew was like definitely the like definitely the guy that was playing hard to get. Like they would just like get together and break up a bunch, which is like a total fucking frat bro move. Just like, yo, man, I mean, I got all these girls throwing themselves at me. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> we, we won. Yeah. Was I gonna and do? then they and she's like, yeah. And then finally, like, I was just like, stop being an asshole. <laughs> like, just, just like be be my boyfriend. And he's just like, fine, I guess. <laughs> fine. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but no, just, I'm I'm happy for him though. Yeah, I am too. I mean, like I again, I it's again, it's like it is watching it is watching your ex thriving. Like it's just yeah, like okay, yeah. okay, like they did this for a reason and now he's, he's thriving. Look at him, he's lost all this weight. Yeah, you know, he's got a beautiful home, he lives in LA now. Start like, taking those beach body workouts seriously. Just, yeah, look at him. He's he might actually get abs this off season. Like damn, shit. good for him. I'm watching him watching I'm watching him drinking green shakes and doing keto. I'm like, what the Ooh. fuck? <laughs> Ooh. 
he started he started like gratitude journaling. Oh shit. Yeah, he's waking up at six AM talking about what he's thankful for. Like you know, this, this crazy shit. He's going to therapy. Damn. Big, big green flag. Love that. Skin no. glowing, how silly. Like, look yeah. at this guy. Everyone's healthy. <laughs> this is healthy. Skin glowing. <laughs> house dumb. I'm about to <laughs> Skin glowing, house dumb, garage stupid. Garage stupid. <laughs> I'm about to buy a boat. I'm about to buy a boat. Might get a cab and shit. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Tyler the Creator for being my my muse. Oh man. You know. I I'm wish like, I could be a guy that was so cool that like I wear women's perfume, but it's like a unisex fragrance. For real. I mean, Jupe essentially is unisex. So. Damn near. I just, I just want, like I said, and I've expressed this. Shout out to our only sponsor, Jupe. They don't even know it. <laughs> I, I just want to be an old man that smells good. Hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Look at you, like getting out of frame and shit. You gotta, you gotta show it off. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta pull it out. I gotta yeah. pull it out. Bam. Yeah. Bam, baby. Hold on, hold on. There, there it is. There it is. A little bit. Mm. I feel like every time you put that on, it's always because you've had a little bit to drink. Of course. I feel like your wife is just like, you've been drinking, huh? <laughs> you got, you smell like jupe, you've been drinking. <laughs> just coming in bed, smelling like a drunk uncle. <laughs> I only put on jupe when I've been drinking. <laughs> it's so, it's mm. funny because it is kind of true. It's like I got drunk last night. Oh, is that why you mm-hmm. smoked jupe this morning? <laughs> Goddamn right. Yeah, I'm but a... it's uh, it's it, the funny part of it is like I think uh, I think that if if you ever got into a situation where like you had to explain yourself out of a situation, jupe would be involved, and that's what makes it funny to me. <laughs> Just like what happened, what happened with the boys last night. It's like you smell the jupe. You know what's up. <laughs> you know what's good. You know what? I'm going to a wedding this weekend. You gonna wear jupe? I think I'm gonna wear jupe. Are you in the party? No, I'm not in the party. Okay, the good, good. They, honestly, those are the best weddings when you're not involved. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed your wedding. I liked being involved with it, but to be honest, I didn't. I love not being involved in weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we're we're boys. Like you kind of. Yeah. There was no other yeah. way. I've been in a few weddings, and I'm just like, honestly, would love to be a spectator. Because <laughs> some of this shit, like, you got to stand here, and you got to get this. And it's like, come on, man. Like, just I've only let been me live. in one other wedding. I've been in two. I've been so. in one. I was like, well, as an adult, I've been in one that was, yeah. like, not my own. So it's kind of nice, but it's also, like, it, it's nice that you get involved but it's also like yo i just want to sit here and enjoy your free booze after this yeah. like that's why i'm here i want to get high with your uncle and didn't realize he got high like <laughs> show like that <clears throat> all right well, let's put a bow on this before i do want to talk about the halftime show a little bit because i have i have some takes okay uh, it was okay. great it was i mean i was i was there for it basically oh, every we're living every I mean, as a millennial everyone's just like oh yeah this is you know, every person was just like, I grew up with this shit. I was like, yeah, we all did. Like, we all I, did. Like, I watched it with a fucking group of, like, millennials. And yeah. all the all the women were just like, oh, Mary. And all the guys were just like, yo, 50's mad fat. Like, that was... <laughs> yeah, everybody saw how fat 50 Cent was. But at the same time, it's like, dog. He still I bad. saw him, like, 
Did you see that video of him, like, from the certain uh, camera angle where yeah. he pulled himself up, like, to hang upside down? Yeah. Did you see how easy it was for him to do that? Yeah, but he just... It, uh, the way that I thought about it, it was like somebody called him, a, like his agent called him a week before the show. They're like, yo, we want to put you on the halftime show. And uh-huh. he just calls back and he goes, I'm kind of fat, though. Like, is that OK? <laughs> like he pulled the G-Unit tank out of storage. Yeah, he's just like, I mean, I'll try to make this shit fit, but like I'm in yeah. a 2X now. <laughs> he looked so uncomfortable hanging upside down. Oh, he, they were just like, we're going to hang you upside down. He goes, I do not want to be here. Like, I'm, yeah. well, you're lucky just, you're paying no, me five I feel like for this shit. Like, I feel like it was his idea to do that. You think so? I think yeah, it was yeah. somebody like, else. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, like, the video from O3, you know, motherfucker, shit. <laughs> and then... He, and then someone's just, like, trying to... up there. <clears throat> clearly still does pull-ups. For the sure, way he but pulled he... himself, he just... Mm, yeah, he does pull-ups, no. but, he's, but he's just... But he's not working out. <laughs> like he's just... I think he works out, but, you know, he's 50 But he cent. also... But he eats. Of course, he's 50 cent. Yeah. Big motherfucker, that is that is a. They called him G Unit for a reason. That's Gorilla Unit. They called yeah. him fucking Gorilla Unit for a reason. A, I know, man, but I mean, obviously, in the club man. was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. that was a big motherfucker back then. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But yes, is yeah. is Fifty Cent heavier than he was twenty years ago? Sure, most sure. people are. Most people, if if not all people are. Yep. But I like my thought was like if you know you're going to be on national television in front of a hundred million people, mm-hmm. my thought would be I gotta look pretty good. So my thought was just go to like oh he definitely just found out about this and he's not he's not in fighting shape. <laughs> like, yeah, he's then, uh, he's Mike he's Mike Tyson, <clears throat> yep. not fighting. Like he's just like yeah smoke weed and eat. So what like yeah, don't we all? Snoop Dogg just smoking a little weed before he gets on stage. And I'm like, this is the most out. Snoop thing I've ever seen. Everyone's just like, oh man, Snoop is on the devil's lettuce. So I was like, wow. <laughs> like, wow. Like, what a hard take you have. Man, I, I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg's been smoking weed since. I think he started smoking weed when, it was, when he was six. I think. Oh, so back in 1940 and two. Yeah. Back during the Great Depression when, when, Snoop, yeah. when Snoop started smoking weed, he, he was stressed. He was stressed. Uh, I don't know if you guys know a lot about the Great Depression. <clears throat> Things weren't looking great. Yeah. Things were My wife was salivating over Dr. Dre, thinking that he, he looked a, like a hot uncle. He he does. He does. You know who actually I, I even I, I even thought about this. Like when, when Eminem came out, mm-hmm. uh I might have even tweeted it, but it was like Eminem looks like the uncle at the barbecue that sells the kids weed. <laughs> he does. Never takes his hood off. Never takes his hood off, and he's just like, hey kids. You yep. smoke some chronic? <laughs> yeah, 80 degrees outside. Doesn't take off the hood. Pushes up yeah. the sleeves. Pushes up the sleeves. <laughs> yeah. I'm not afraid. Everybody knows that guy that, like, wears a hoodie year-round. Yeah. Doesn't take the hoodie off, just pushes the sleeves up. Yeah, he's just nervous. But yeah, good for him. Yeah, but overall, I mean, everything about this, I mean, everything about the Super Bowl was good. I mean, all parties involved, everything was good. But... My main thing was basically that, you know, you know, Stafford got his ring. Everything, you know, everything kind of happened exactly how people thought it was going to in the beginning of yeah. the season. It was kind of yeah. apropos. But the only thing that was missing was, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Where was Obi Trice? That was the only thing. <laughs> Where was D two? Detroit. He was in Detroit. I know. I know. With every other, every other Matt Stafford stand. 
Yeah, where's well, Obi Trice? Where's Where's Bizarre? Like, where's yeah. Where's Freeway, dog? Let's go! Like, <laughs> come on, man! Just every other member of D twelve, just like yeah. I know. I just want to rest s- in peace. Where's Con Artist? Where's Con Artist? <laughs> where's Con Artist? We need him and Conniver. Yeah. Where are they? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Yo, where's the five nine? Where you at? Where's the f- <laughs> Royce of Five Nights nice, yeah. Uh, he's one of he's one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> oh man. Um I would say that yeah, I mean overall everything was good, but um but yeah, well let's get up out of here. It's been a nice evening. Okay, it's been thank lovely. you for thank you for enjoying another glass of wine with the Wine Boys podcast. Uh get a rate review, subscribe on the old uh, Apple Music and the Spotify's. We're over on YouTube now. All these episodes are uploaded via video, so you know what we look like. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of uh, trim glasses, boys. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't think of anything else. I think we're good here. Mm. All right, you boys. I, I think I'm good. Well, oh. <sighs> did you get off your chest? I think so. I think okay. it's good here. Good. We're good here. You know, I always know that the wine is good when I've had like about a quarter of a bottle and I always feel a little toasty. Yeah, so. me. Yep. Me yeah. Too. Yeah, so we're I think we're at the same length where it's always like you get a little you get a little warm sensation. Yeah, yeah. You get a little loosened up, eyes start to feel a little heavy. I'm starting to feel that way for sure. Yeah. By the way, I ate some headshot edibles last Saturday. What yeah. Um Yo, cue the air horns. They didn't do much, but I ended up watching very soulful like HBCU trombone videos and like really feeling <laughs> I was vibing. I was vibing <laughs> to Grambling State, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that shit was hard, man. <laughs> Sometimes it's amazing. Like, I, uh, I'll tell one last story. So, like, I, uh, I took some edibles like a couple weeks ago with the, me and a, me and a couple of my friends we were playing poker and just chilling. <laughs> and my guy just put on, uh, I think he just put on like BB King or something, just like something like real. And I was vibing so hard. Everyone was just like, yo, I didn't realize you were such a BB King fan. I was like, I didn't either. <laughs> I was just feeling this, man. Lucille is crying right now. That I was so into this. Yeah. But, it, yeah. I got to send work. you this video I was watching. It, this Can man you? started yeah, just I hitting like his what, hard what? trombone solo. I kind of want to feel it. Yeah, I want to feel it in my bones. So Yeah. Like, this man yeah. made that trombone sing. It was like the, the ancestors risen. Yeah. And it was like, man, like this is yeah. this is Black History Month. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. It's our month, Whitey. All right. <laughs> just, it was a cover of an Al Jarreau song. And they're just sitting this man is just like playing the trombone. Like I know, man. Hard, it, it, hard as fuck. You know I mean? it, like I, I felt it. <laughs> felt it in my bones. All right. We'll talk to you next week. We love you with all of our hearts. Bye. I love you. Please call me back.